Morning. Morning. Here we are. So for those of you who stumbled upon us, this is the Obvious Brothers, and this is our NFL preview podcast with our uh, special guest back again after two weeks. This is uh, our friend Josh, a.k.a. Swerve. Hi, Josh. Hey, how are you, Steve? I'm, I'm, I'm up this morning and, you know, ready to go for week two of college football. Yeah. Or is it or is it week 2.0 or something? Two and a half, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you do with a zero. Yeah. Yeah. We were told there'd be no math. Right, John? That's right. That's right. All right, gang. So we've uh, we've started various discussions and uh, I think we all want to talk about some picks in terms of college football for the week. Uh, And uh, we do want to. Shout out to our friend Sean, uh, who is so proud that Notre Dame covered last Saturday against Ohio State. Yeah, uh, because that's that's what pride looks like when you're a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, that's a that's a win for them. That's a win for them. Yeah, yeah. Domer, Domers are like that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I will start with a conversation, just based uh, as I often do with John. Uh, I heard on ESPN this morning radio as I was going to the bagel shop that uh, the, the guy who they had on as the expert picker gave out three picks USC plus eight and a half of course I, I just no. saw it at nine so I don't know if you can get eight and a half maybe you can someplace that's Oklahoma. minus what's that that's minus oh it's- okay yeah minus, minus eight and a half uh, OU over and I think it was 55 and the uh, the one I thought was most problematic was he said uh, his his pick of the week, one of his three, was BC getting two and a half at Virginia Tech at Lane Stadium tonight. So uh, Josh has a reaction. Yeah, so obviously uh, Virginia Tech did not look good last week, losing at Old Dominion in Norfolk. And uh, – Virginia Tech could be in for a real bad season. A lot of lack of talent there. And, you know, first-time head coach Brent Pry coming from the, you know, defensive coordinator from Penn State the last couple years. But, man, Boston College did not look good in losing at home to the Rutgers. Uh, <laughs> Rutgers, Rutgers ran it down their throat to win the game late with 10 consecutive runs. Yeah, that is true. And uh, I just, I, I think this is, this is a, a shining example of the, of, of something that I think we would all uh, do well to remember, which is that you don't have to bet on every game. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but, no. Okay. I agree with you, Josh, but this guy was giving this out as one of his three best picks. Yeah. I think he's wrong. not to put too fine a point on it no i mean i you know you could if you wanted bet on boston college at virginia tech tonight i am suggesting the alternate route that you don't (laughs) okay i i would stay away from that one yeah i i I think it's i think it's a stay away i it's kind of let me just – you both know I'm doing this because I, I thought it was a crazy pick, and so I thought it was worth repeating and that you all would uh, be amused that somebody thought of however many games 
you know, we're talking like uh, 30 some games. This is his third best pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was willing, you know, obviously he was willing to do overs and unders as well as the point spread. So not only do you have 30, you have at least 60 options, right? But that's his third best pick, right? So that, that seems uh, bold. Right. Uh, unless he knows some, the rest of us don't know. Yeah. Fair. Fair, uh, right. Okay. So let, let's let's jump into what we did this week. Uh, we we're all in Yahoo together. John, congratulations! One week one. Uh, it, it is a, quite the stunning thing uh, that you won, John. Uh, since you claim out loud on this podcast often to not be a college football guru. Uh, on top of that, at one point I looked at the picks. And you weren't ahead, and the next time I looked, you were three ahead of everybody. So I don't know what happened in the late afternoon or early evening. So, uh, and probably you don't either. So, yeah. no, I made a made a good run there, and yeah, I don't know what happened either. Yeah. So, um, okay, what are we giving out as our three best picks, or one each, if we want to, to get to three? Anybody got anything? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I don't listen enough to the podcast to know whether this is a support the troops podcast, but uh, today we are not supporting the troops. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's I, I, at Army today. Uh, no, no, actually, I think I think Army has uh, UTSA today um, on the banks of the Hudson. Right. I'm not going. I'm not going to West Point. I'm actually going to Annapolis, where the Memphis Tigers are visiting the Midshipmen. And I will tell you, this has nothing to do with Memphis. This has everything to do with Navy. Uh, they might stink. They lost last week to Delaware, fourteen to seven, and uh, at home. And you know when. When it goes south for a triple option team, it goes like Antarctica south. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think this might be the year that uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, but Ken Niamata Tolo, whatever yeah. his, you know, the head coach at Navy. I think, that, I mean, there was, if you remember last year, uh, they had a little dust up where the athletic director fired the offensive coordinator after like week five. And then um, coach Ken hired the offensive coordinator back to be the uh, quarterbacks coach. And they somehow were both still there at, at Navy. Um, I don't think they'll both be there after this season. I, I think it's going to go pretty badly for them. So I like Memphis minus six on the road. Uh, well, I'm looking at ESPN has it at minus four and a half. Yeah. Well, I, I would love that, but on uh pigskin, it's minus six. Ah, okay. John? Uh, one of the few games I did watch last week was the Houston UTSA game. And uh -huh. it was a very entertaining game. And I think, um, the Roadrunners are, are pretty solid. Um, I mean, only giving up two and a half is pretty. I think I think they uh, they handle Army pretty easily. Oh, you so you you're giving two and a half 
Okay, you didn't go to the other side of the Houston UTSA game, huh? Which is an interesting line, I think. Uh, okay, this is this is my best pick, uh, and I forgive me, Lord, for what I'm about to do. I, I'm going to take Wazoo at Wisconsin, getting a, a shit ton load of points. I like that one too. Yeah, is it 17? Yeah, it's flat 17 at Wisconsin. It is a contrast of styles. I just don't know how good this Wisconsin team is. And I think Wazoo is at least, I think they're a top half Pac-12 team. So beating them by 17 when Wisconsin rarely beats anybody very good by 17 seems a bit much. So that's that's my yeah, I think on pigskin it was 17 and a half, actually. Um, okay. For some reason, that stuck out in my mind. And uh, my, my word of caution on that one is that uh, Wazoo did not look good last week. They I think they played Idaho or Idaho State. Um, and they won by a touchdown. Uh, obviously, they, they had the big, the big deal with their head coach being fired in the middle of last year for shall I say, controversial reasons. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know. You mean, they, you mean the fact he wouldn't get a COVID shot? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's still winding its way through the court system. Good use of our taxpayer dollars. But um, the interim head coach that they hired at the end of the season, they just made him the head coach. Jake Dickert is his name. And, uh, you know, when, when that happens – it doesn't always end up going as well as, you know, Dabo at Clemson. So, I, I mean, 17 and a half is a lot of points, but I don't know. that, that I'd stay away from that one. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's our, our three picks. Does anybody have anything else you want to throw out? in terms uh, of- Bama is going to roll UT. I mean, oh. I think that they, they cover the 20, the three touchdowns pretty easily. Hmm. I, I picked it the other way on Yahoo. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with John. I think Bama wins by a, a lot. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I, you know, I, I learned from Josh two weeks ago uh, a valuable lesson. What was that? Uh, that if I if I pick uh, for a team I don't like, uh, if that if I lose the bet, I'm still happy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a hunt. That's science. Is that right? That's yeah. science. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so one of my pigskin picks this week, and I hate to do it, but I'm also a jaded Pitt fan. Um, I I went with my graduate alma mater, Go Vols, making the trip to my the team that I've rooted for since I was you know six months old, the Pitt Panthers. I believe Tennessee on pigskin is giving six, and. Uh, yeah. I kept seeing six and a half. Did it ever yeah. get to seven? It's it's right around that number. It opened at I think four, and has and the money just keeps streaming in on the falls. As a jaded Pitt fan, I understand all of these reasons. I actually think that Pitt has a good chance to win the game outright, um, and may may do a money line sprinkle on that. But um, a money maybe, line sprinkle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I need to take my own advice. You know, I don't need to. Be- <laughs> Uh, I, I, I will admit, and this will be one of those ways where being wrong can be very wrong. 
Uh, I actually took this game on uh, pigskin at, at, at the other way. Interesting. I, I, I thought it was too many points in Pittsburgh who might have an actually a pretty good team. I, I, and maybe I'm just remembering the wrong Tennessee team, but to use John's favorite term, they shit to bed often enough that uh, I just could not believe that they're giving almost a touchdown on the road, on the road. And, you know, I mean, last year Pitt went into Neyland stadium and, and won by a touchdown when, um, you know, the game Vol fans yeah. disagree with me, but you know, Tennessee scored a touchdown with like six minutes left, eight minutes left to make it a seven point game. Pitt on the on its first possession had a punt blocked, so Tennessee had a one yard touchdown drive on their you know to score their first touchdown. I mean it it wasn't as close as the final score indicated. And now right. you know Heisman finalist quarterback that was sort of his coming out party that last year. So. Well, the other argument, the flip argument is that I've heard multiple times this week is that if Hooker had played the whole game, Tennessee would have won. Yeah, Joe Milton missed a bunch of, like, maybe three deep throws where the guy was wide open, probably touchdowns early in the game. You know, that's part of the game. I mean... Especially in college. Yeah, and the head coach playing the right players is is you know, kind of an important part of, of the game. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. Well, so we got quite a bit. I, I want to talk about the tech Houston game. I, 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 you know, I've heard people say they like Texas tech. I do not understand how a ranked team. Well, is Houston still ranked after what they did last year or last week? But yeah, they're 25th. They're 25th. Okay. How a ranked team. I guess they're on the road, but Tech's only a mediocre Big 12 team, right? Oh, I, I they're probably worse than that. Okay, right. So how do you come out with this morning Tech four-point favorites? Which means on a neutral field, I think, they're the better team. I mean, the matchup predictor has them as a 65.6% chance to win. Tech? Mm-hmm. What does Bill Connolly have? I'm looking up his spreadsheet right now. Okay. But but do, do you agree with me? It seems a strange. Do we, do we not know what tech is or is Houston overrated in the poll or what is going on here? I, you know, my opinion would be that uh, people saw Houston struggle with UTSA last week and are overreacting to, that performance when, mm-hmm. you know, I think the correct takeaway from that game is that UTSA is probably a conference USA favorite. Oh yeah. Right. So right. Uh, I, I just have a hard time believing. I, I think I'm with you. Like I'm not sure why Houston is such an underdog. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I, think, I think people don't realize how good UTSA actually is. Well, yeah, they've they've never been a college football power, and it's only been the last couple of years they've been something. So, yeah. yeah. So Bill okay. Connolly has so as as we mentioned earlier, UTSA making the trip to West Point today. Um, Bill Connolly has UTSA as an sixty eight percent chance to win, 
eight is the projected margin of victory. The spread is two. Yeah. So, you know, that would be one where I actually, maybe I'll resubmit my, um, my pigskin picks. Uh, what time, what time's Houston, Texas tech? Later. Four o'clock. Four. All right. Hold Four on. o'clock on FS one. Okay. So that's college. Fo- is there anything else we need to cover on college football? Okay. I, I want to ask, cause I don't know. What do we think about Baylor or BYU, which might be the best game of the weekend, but nobody's going to watch it. So. <laughs> so is that an eight o'clock game? No, yeah. it's a 10 15 game on ESPN. It's, it is the late night game. So Bill Connolly Bill Connolly has BYU as a 53% favorite, you know, 53% win probability. Um, projected margin one and a half points. Spread yeah. is, you know, anywhere between three and four. Yeah, two and a half on ESPN. Yeah. I okay. don't I don't know who they're quoting, but oh, they're quoting Caesars. So that's interesting because when Bill did his picks on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, that's uh, Tuesday, it looks like, um, BYU is minus three and a half. So the money looks like it's going toward Baylor. Yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, you can never really tell with BYU, right? Like, no, I, you can't. No. I heard another, another podcast this week say that, like, the BYU independent schedule is not. And, you know, we can snicker all we want, but it's not the Notre Dame independent schedule. Not this year. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I probably would take Baylor in the points. Or, yeah, Baylor in the points, yeah. Heck yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. But it ought to be a good game if only we were all up to see it, right? Yeah. I guess it's a little easier for John. I won't be up. Yeah, you're not a late late guy. All right, so that's enough college football, probably, unless somebody desperately wants to say something else. No, that's good for the this week. Okay. Uh, were we surprised by the NFL opener Thursday night? Mm. Which I think we call a Bill's roll job, right? I guess surprised only by the, the, the spread of the win, but not, I'm not surprised that the Bills won. Yeah. Should we even bother playing the season? I mean, they're going to win, obviously, right? Right. That's that's the consensus. I mean, we've already. I think Josh Allen already won the MVP, and they are already the Super Bowl champions after Thursday's game. There you go. All mm. right. So this will be a short podcast this time. <laughs> I, I guess we can. I guess we can do the. Other. Come on, man! Hit the mute button. Um, I don't have one. You do this on Anchor, so there is no mute. Yeah. Well, you have to be more clever. Um, let's see here. Uh, well, I guess we can talk about the bottom feeders then, huh? So is, yeah. this where, is this where we start talking about the Cowboys? No. No. Uh, I, uh, so, uh, so I said we'd start with Super Bowl, and you, you led off with the Bills uh, are going to win the Super Bowl, and that, that is what I have. Well, I don't have them winning, but I have them playing the Cowboys in the Super Bowl before Thursday night, I don't know that Thursday night makes that big a difference to me, but uh, yeah, I think I think they put together the team, and it looks like the quarterbacks playing well. I, I think they are. Yeah, I, I I could find a way to argue for somebody else, but I think uh, my best guess is they will be there. 
I I'm interested in in this Cowboys pick. I don't have the Cowboys making the playoffs. Really? Well, yeah. of course that's right. You 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 have love for somebody that we don't understand. Um, well, part of my love is the the. I mean, it's not hate. It's just a, a lack of trust in what they've got going on in Dallas this year. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's what I was saying. I want to hear why you like the Cowboys so much. Uh, I like their quarterback. Uh, I they have, I think they have a very good defense. Um, I think their offensive lines a hair shaky, but I think picking up Peters yeah, that was uh, probably helps that. Uh, I mean that, that's that's what everybody says. Even though what is he forty, so he's John's age, uh, and then. Uh, uh, you know, Zeke's a pretty good uh, wide out and or, or running oh. back. And uh, although they lost Cooper, uh, I think uh, the guys they have left uh, are pretty good. So, and and I, I don't think the competition in the division's that tough. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went six and zero in the division. I also wouldn't be surprised if they went three and three. But uh, that I, would be six and zero again. In the division, by the way, <laughs> just to make sure you you were paying attention, Josh. So uh, I don't, and, and and I guess the flip side of it, Josh, is, and this is part of the discussion. Uh, I've watched Jalen Hurts play several years now, and I I don't trust him as a quarterback. I think that's I, fair. I don't I don't think he's. I don't think he's very accurate. I think he runs uh, pretty well, uh, but I'm not. Yeah, NFL's if NFL's pretty much a pocket passer league, and he he's not. At least my eye test says he's not that good a pocket passer. I agree. Yeah. See, I would say, I would actually disagree and say the opposite. I think the NFL is a mobile quarterback league where the guys who not necessarily, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts is probably an extreme version of this, but uh, the guys who make plays with their feet or are threats to make plays with their feet are much more dangerous than the guys who can't. And, yeah, but um, so they have to, they have to be able to pass though, to make that foot, that leg threat viable. And with, you know, he first, you know, he got any little bit of pressure and he takes off. He doesn't try and scramble around it and make a play with his arm, his instinct. And that's why, you know, he's not that much of a threat because we don't really worry about him throwing the ball, you know, 30 yards down the field. He may get lucky once or twice a game, but for the most part, just put a little pressure on him and he's going to run. You got your spy there and boom. Another sack. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, one of the one of the best offseason acquisitions, and uh, and really fits for a a particular team is the, when the Eagles traded a first round pick for AJ Brown from the Titans, because mm -hmm. AJ Brown uh, wins contested catches, right? Like he, so a quarterback who maybe is not like pinpoint accurate as far as getting a ball to a certain spot, he can make a quarterback look more accurate in the numbers than 
um, than they actually might be by winning those catches. But the other thing that he does is he destroys teams in the slot. You know, he destroys teams on the short routes, racking up yak yards. Um, and I think that's really going to help Jalen Hurts look better than he is. <laughs> okay. I would agree with that. I, I, mean, I mean, making him look better than he is is yeah. kind of kind of helps solidify our our statement. But right. Well, I, well okay. So this and, is, this and here's the other thing. While you're on the Cowboys, though, I, I think everybody forgets how good Michael Gallup was because he didn't play all last year, and he is back and healthy this year. And that's you know. So yeah, we lost Cooper, but CD is clearly a beast. Gallup is a beast. We've got a couple of solid tight ends. Um, that new kid, Turpin, is absolutely lightning in a bottle. Um, I, you know, I think the offense is going to be is going to be pretty good this year. The defense will probably definitely not have this have turnovers, but right. I think they're they're going to be good enough to keep teams. If we can keep teams. Yeah, there. I think the Cowboys win a lot of games. Yeah. So that, that's interesting because I, you saying this, I thought that Gallup was out week one and is, is, you know, I know he'll be back at some point this year. So I Googled it and the first three headlines are from 11 hours ago, 17 hours ago, Michael Gallup ruled out. And then I see from one day ago, Mike McCarthy hints Gallup could play um, one day ago. Coach McCarthy did not rule out Michael Gallup, so it seems like nobody even knows if he's actually been ruled out. Yeah, I think he's definitely out for this week for tomorrow. But I think they were dangling that that cookie around because they 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 feel like he could go potentially, but they don't want to rush him into um, action right out of the gates. I guess is my my understanding. But he's looked good in practice. Uh, are they favored tomorrow night? I think no. the Bucks were giving two and a half last I saw. Yep. Which, at home, you're you're, you're okay. You know, with with uh, vested interests, um, one of the things that usually hits on NFL games is uh, home underdogs, right? Like oh, yeah. those are those are consistently the best bet. And looking at the slate, so every every week on Pigskin, I look at the home underdogs and try to figure out which one of these is going to maybe not even cover outright win. And uh, every week, you know, I, I mean, there's a reason they're underdogs, right? Like, cause I can never figure it out, but uh, I but guess. You gotta, maybe... gotta like that game, man. <sighs> yeah. I'd like right? it more at like four. I, I mean, I guess that's a stupid thing to say, but um, just two and a half is like, that's just such a small number. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, unlike Iowa, we don't expect to see a lot of safeties in the NFL. No, no, we don't. No. All right. So I, I, I put Bill's Cowboys out there and Josh, uh, you know, poo pooed half of my pick anyway. So what do you have? Well, I'm not very confident in it, but. I ended up with uh, the Packers winning the NFC and losing in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. 
I, uh, I have a, a, in the AFC championship, a rematch of last year's great divisional round game between the chiefs and bills and have the chiefs winning that again. And uh, then I've got the Packers over the 49ers in the, in the NFC championship game. So, you know, mm. I think the thing that um, try to keep in mind is the amount of uh, turnover in NFL playoff teams every year, right? Like it's, it's way more than you think it is. And trying to, you could probably make a lot of money by trying to pinpoint one or two of those teams that's going to win their division out of nowhere. Right. I, I don't think I'd say the 49ers are out of nowhere, but that's. Now, I mean, that's I, like, I'm not creative enough to come up with that. Like the, the two that I have, I mean, I have actually, I have the um, Chargers winning the West and the Colts winning the South. I don't think the Colts winning the South is going to take anyone by surprise. No. Uh, so you, uh, you think the Chargers are going to win the West, but Kansas City is going to win it all. They're going to go to Buffalo and beat them? I do think that, yeah. Um, okay. I, I, we're, we're in Pennsylvania, and, and John's in Texas, so I know weed's not really legal. So I think that's what you've been doing. But not yet. Not, not yet. Uh, so, John, what do you have? Uh, it's really hard not to put the Bills in the Super Bowl. Um, that was a pretty dominant performance against a pretty good team. You know, obviously, the defending Super Bowl champions. Maybe there was some Super Bowl letdown there, but at the same time, uh, they looked really good, top to bottom, um, on all three, you know, all three um, facets on the field. The NFC, I think, is the is the tough pick, right? Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bills and and Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. No, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see the Bengals in there, in you know, as one of the three. I mean, I, those are my three favorites in the AFC: Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, which isn't a surprise to anybody. I would I would think. I think the AFC is is fairly clear picture. Um, the NFC is definitely, um, there's a lot going on there and, and there's a lot of competition in the NFC. Um, I like the Packers. I like the Niners. I like the Cowboys. Um, I don't think Tampa is going to be able to, to, uh, just Tom Brady's got to get hurt sooner or later. Right. I mean, this guy can't play forever. Well, I, I I don't know, but I, I think the answer to that is how good is that offensive line? Mm-hmm. And I, I word, word is it's not that great. So my surprise, my bottom, you know, my team that, that I think surprises people and wins their division is going to be their conference is going to be the Saints are going to win the, the uh, NFC South. Yeah, well, you and Peter King. I, I think I, I, I like the over on the Saints, uh, but I don't know how far that takes you. I, I don't know that that division is going to need a lot of wins to win the division in the uh, well, end. I have yeah. the Saints making the playoffs, but I got to tell you that um, I think that's more due to, I think, the NFC being uh, so mediocre in the middle. And uh, with replacing – 
I think inarguably a top five coach. Um, obviously yeah, yeah. the best coach in their franchise's history. Um, replacing him with a guy who, you know, did okay when he was with the Raiders, but I, I, I just don't see any reason to think that he's going to be, you know, I think it's a loss there. I think that's that costs them one to two games this year at least. And I, I don't know how you could feel comfortable betting on Jameis. I just don't. Well, I ain't betting it, but uh, I just said I liked it. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. John didn't actually give us an NFC champion in, in all that rumbling. Uh, um, well, because I won't pick the Cowboys because that would be the kiss of death. So I'll pick um, the, the Niners. Which I find interesting that everybody likes the Niners, even though they're not sure what Lance is bringing. I, I mean, I think we know what kind of talent he supposedly has, but he's never really had to put together a, well, he's never put together a full season and he didn't play that much in college either. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a hell of an arm and he's got legs. I um, mean, he's got, Debo Samuel. So, I mean, the guy's a beast. All right. So, so we've got the 49ers being good based on uh, uh, Debo Samuel and, of course, a high-quality defense, I think. Uh, yeah. Everybody gives them a thumbs up on that side of the ball. All right. So, uh, Josh brought it up. Somebody always goes from worst to first in a division. I think it's happened every year for Josh's lifetime, maybe. Uh, so do we have a prediction on who that's going to be? Well, I already gave mine. What was yours? What did I miss? The Saints. Uh, they, they, didn't they? They, didn't, they weren't they, worse. Yeah, I mean, no, they, they weren't. Um. Yeah. Weren't even close. Yeah, I mean they've got they had two pretty bad teams in their division. Right. Okay. I don't have this picked, but if you if you forced me to pick one, I, I maybe I'd stick in that division and go with the Panthers. Okay. Sounds Ooh. crazy, right? No, no. I I mean I think they have some pieces. Uh, they have not had good quarterback play for a number of years. I think people all think Matt Rule's a good coach. Uh, I, and and, it, and if uh, what's his name, uh, Christian uh, McCaffrey, McCaffrey can stay healthy for bigger isn't part he already, of the season, they're a better team. Isn't he already out week one? No, oh, I don't think is he. He had an injury that report this week. Well, I just okay. I, I whether he's out week one or not, he's got to play enough to help them win a bunch of games, right? He can't be out. Last year, he missed he missed six. I you know I don't have it memorized, but he missed a bunch of games. Yeah, and they they sucked big time without him. They could not move the ball at all. So he will play Sunday. Yeah, they say. it was just a basically a cut on his shin he's got a shin injury but it's just described as a cut okay so i think with the with the panthers 
what you're buying into is um, that Baker Mayfield is not as bad as he was at the uh, end of last year. Right. Um, you know, he had a shoulder injury that really uh, impacted his play. So he's an upgrade over Sam Darnold at quarterback. Uh, I think if McCaffrey is healthy and then I, I Steve, you said it. Uh, I do think Matt rule is a good coach. I think that, you know, I see reports that he's on the hot seat and I don't really understand what he's supposed to do with the, I mean, you know, I presumably he has a hand in making these decisions, but it's not like they have had uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, ability to improve their quarterback situation while he's been there. Yeah. Well, they've clearly, they clearly made a mistake going for Darnold and whatever they spin on him. So, but uh, yeah, I think I'm, the, the answers on, on why he's on the hot seat is easy, Josh, you have to win uh, in the NFL or you get fired no matter what the circumstances. Yeah. Who's the first coach to get fired this year? First coach to get fired. Let's see. Is it Miami? No. They just brought him in. What about what about Washington? Yeah. But that that depends upon who's responsible for Wentz, right? Yeah. I mean, did Rivera make that call? I don't know. But he hasn't exactly shined since as the head coach there. This is what his third or fourth year. Well, they went to the playoffs two years ago with a under five hundred, I think. But I mean, I mean, again, the cupboard's not exactly full there. Well, they supposedly have a lot of pieces on defense, right? And then last year, Chase Young had the season-ending injury. And, uh, like, th- their defense was, like, pretty um, hyped preseason, and then it just fell apart. So that might be one of those things where the, where the uh, performance lags the hype for a year or so, and, and maybe the defense is better. Uh, okay, I have, I have a, maybe a, an under-the-radar firing. Okay. I, I will say the first coach to be fired this year Let's head out to the desert and look at Cliff Kingsbury. With the- yeah, that's um, not a bad, not a bad pick. No, yeah. I, don't, I, 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 I agree. I think it's either Rivera or Kingsbury. If if either team comes out really bad, I, I think, uh, I think they're in trouble. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of angst about Kingsbury's teams folding late in seasons when they look good early, and they think it's his fault. So. And so if they don't look good early, what do they do? Right, like, right. If they're if they're one and four, you know, I don't know where their bye week is, but you know, and they in. they start with the Chiefs at home. Yeah, uh, they're they're one of these home dogs that I was talking about. There, last I saw it was um, Chiefs giving six. Yeah, I I know earlier in the week I heard five and a half. So they start yeah. off, you know, with. Um, Chiefs at home, at the Raiders, Rams at home, at the Panthers, Eagles at home, at the Seahawks. Uh, 
It sounds like two and four-ish. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it could go south pretty quickly. Yeah, and two and four is not what they're looking for. No. And they had all this off-season stuff with with Kyla Murray, and, um, you know, supposedly they put that clause in his contract about, you know, stop playing video games and start watching film or whatever it was. Um, And uh, someone's going to have to be the fall guy. Yeah, well, it's always coach. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're at eight and a half and the over under. I don't know. I don't remember our wins pool picks, but eight and a half number feels about right that they might be a 500 ish team, which isn't going to make much anybody happy. No, not Especially after giving him a bunch of money. And winning win win 11 games last year, if they, they take, they lose, you know, if they go win eight games this year after winning 11 games, somebody's in trouble. And giving Murray a big contract. A huge contract. Right. I, I mean, that kind of says we're on the upward trend, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, I could see how this um, this is a big miss on the over-under, and, and they're at like five or six wins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think eight, I, I like eight and a half. Is, it's a really hard call. I don't mm-hmm. know which – I'd have to stare at their schedule and – and pray uh, a lot, I think, to know where to go. But yeah, they—they're they, the kind of team you think could go south. So here's here here's your last six games, right? This is from Thanksgiving through the end of the season. They have the Chargers in Arizona. The Patriots come to Arizona. They go to Denver. They have the Bucks at home. They go to Atlanta, and then they go to San Francisco. So. That's not very much playing in their division. No, it's it's um at, out of those last six games, only the one the, the finale. Um, so you know the the two weeks before that they they play the Niners at the two weeks before Thanksgiving Niners at home at the Rams. So like that back half of the schedule, Rams Niners, Chargers, Broncos Bucks, Niners. Those are all probably playoff teams. That's six of those eight games. Yeah. Um, I mean that's a I think the Cardinals, I, I don't know. I, I might need to go load up my account and throw some scratch on uh, that under. Yeah. Uh, back to the worst to first thing. Uh, I, I, have the, I have Jags and Browns both written down with question marks. Uh, I, don't, I mean, the AFC South is pretty soft. Um, but I like potentially the Broncos or the – or the easy pick would be like the Ravens. You know, they only finished two games out of first place in their division last year and the last, which tied with the Browns. So you could take the the Ravens. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ra- Ravens. Them. Ravens is a good pick because uh, they were they were the number one seed with five weeks to go, and Lamar got hurt. Uh-huh. And uh, I will. I don't know how I got stuck. I guess I watch uh, Red Zone, so I, that's why I see some of their games. Huntley did not look like Lamar Jackson uh, as his replacement, and they had a hard time scoring points. There's, so, there's our obvious statement of the of the week. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, Huntley. I, I suspect there will be others, or have been others. But if you want to, you want to point that one out, I'll take it. Yeah. But yeah. So right. I, I think that makes them an easy choice to do a lot better than they did last year. My take on the AFC North here is that the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think people forget how middling that team was until about week 15. I'm guessing yep. it was about week 15 last year. And uh, they played the Chiefs in Cincinnati around, you know, middle of December or so. And uh, they got, let's say they got a few calls from the officials that kept them in that game and eventually led to them winning that game. And from that point on, you know, they went on the run. There were two pass interference calls that I remember that were really, really questionable. And if they don't get those flags, they don't win that game. They probably don't even make the playoffs. Um, I, I, I think the Bengals are probably going to, fall back to I mean they made the playoffs of what 10 and 7 yeah yeah yep. so you know I I think um I I I don't like the Bengals to make the playoffs also you know this 17th game is just atrocious for figuring out over unders and final records 10 and 7 sounds so terrible it does but it's, it's dumb it's, it's gonna make a it's gonna make some playoff uh teams uh, the thing, you know, I've listened to multiple preview podcasts, and of course, they talk about the Bengals a fair amount. You know, at least their time, you know, you know, whatever limitations and everything. They did not play good defense last year. Uh, the numbers are, you know, indicate that they were a very middling defense. It's not clear that they've. They did. They made some changes, and maybe they'll be better, but that's not clear. And Burrow was some kind of off the charts on third and long situations. He was like number one in the league at converting them, and and shit like that. That you know, there's got to be some regression to the mean, even if he's good. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not going to continue to do that. Uh, you, you don't. You know, he just won't be that good again, and so. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to be better. And uh, so I, I really, I, I, I don't know. I haven't sat down and figured out who the eight teams are going to be or whatever in the, in the playoffs. But I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they missed it at nine and eight or 10 and seven. I, I don't think they'll be bad, but I don't think, I don't expect them to bounce back as a dominant team that smokes the division and is, has home field advantage. Agreed. Yeah. How many wins does Russ get the Broncos? Well, I mean, they were ten at seven and ten last year. Is he yeah. good for three, three more wins? Does he they're, get them to ten and seven? But you know, they're over unders ten and a half. So, uh, I guess I guess ten and seven is pretty close to what we're calling it, or eleven and six. The Broncos supposedly have a good defense, and Fangio is a defensive guru i guess uh and i think about the only thing they were missing was a quality quarterback so they um, gave up they gave up the fewest points in their division last year there you in go their, in their conference at 322 steve what do you think fangio is going to be doing for that <coughs> what do, do why do i think he's going to be doing yeah he was fired well you don't think he's going to be very helpful then is he no um, but thanks they, for that. <laughs> uh, 
They hired. Is he is he play is he playing defensive tackle then? I don't believe. I I hear he's a defensive guru. He he is. Um, They hired Nathaniel Hackett from. I believe um, Packers. Yeah, the Packers. Uh, He was he was was Rogers QB coach, right? Well, yeah, he was the offensive coordinator. He had been offensive coordinator a couple places. I remember him with the Bills a couple years ago. Um, so he's, he's, you know, giving him Russ is certainly something that they're trying to, uh, do. I kind of think that they will not be as good as people think. Um, it's a tough division. Russ is what? 34. Uh, I, I believe you because he was old coming out of college. Yeah. Yeah. He's 33. He'll be 34 on November 29th. So they gave a lot of money to a 5'11", 200-pound guy who's thir- almost 34 years old. It's all right. It's Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know, to use a baseball statistic, I, how many wins above replacement is he at this point? It's really hard to say. Because you got to be looking at it's got to be three or four based on the over under, right? Yeah, you would. Yeah, seemingly. Right. But I I don't know that I believe that. You know, one of the weirdest subplots or storylines in the NFL over the last couple of years has been why Seattle and Pete Carroll just didn't want Russ to throw the ball. Like, really weird. Well, I think I think Pete Pete doesn't like throwing the ball, so never has really. So, you, you know, I, I remember the stat from last year that Wilson was almost as good as Burrow at third and long situations. They yeah, that's a sneaky, in my opinion, sneaky choice for number one overall pick next year. By the way, the Seahawks. Oh, and uh, oh, come on. I, I think they're working to get the number one pick. Yeah, but I mean, it's just an it's an odd match with, uh, you know, the NFL's oldest head coach. And like, you know, is he really going to want to be there for a rebuild? Why? Like, I, I don't know. It's just kind of mind boggling. I, I well, people I heard talking about it said that this will be his last year. He so, won't be. He won't be there for the rebuild. So why would he agree to to trade the franchise quarterback, knowing that they are going into this year, as you just said, like one of the favorites to be the worst team in the league? It's not ready to be done. I mean that that I, I guess that's obviously the answer, but like that's just. That's, do I get do I get obvious Steve credit for that one, John? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It, it right. just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. Well, they gave they sent Bobby Wagner someplace. Uh, he's, play, he's with the Rams. Yeah, yeah. playing thir- Thursday night, uh, and, and so they gave up a lot of their veteran pieces. I, I don't know. Do we really want to spend much time breaking down the Seahawks? No, I'm over it already. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's break down the Rams. 
They look like shit on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, it, I mean, Ramsey Ramsey did not look like. Well, I saw the stats. He in in I don't know how many games, two or three games, uh, up against Diggs. Diggs only had two catches against him before Thursday night, and uh, he looked like a smoke kielbasa for most of the game against him. Thursday night. So, you know, they're counting on those, those guys in their mid thirties, uh, still having game and Thursday night, at least Ramsey didn't look like his was still there. Yeah. He, he gave up a perfect QBR. Oh, is that, is that right? That's right. Cause he, he digs had like two touchdowns and four catches and I, yeah. No, he was targeted 12 times, gave up 11 receptions and like 140 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So back to my question, is this an indication that maybe the Rams after one magic season, are they, are, are they going back? Are they going a long way? I mean, well, they're I mean, both acting like the 49ers are going to be better than them. And, you know, in an obvious statement, all these guys are all a year older than they were last year. Um, and there was, a, there was also a, uh, a rumor that came out this week that um, Aaron, Aaron Donald actually submitted his uh, letter of retirement to McVay, but McVay didn't turn it into the NFL last year and talked him back in, into coming back. So uh, maybe Aaron Donald's heart isn't really fully into it if he was considering retiring already at the end of the year yeah i you know i think um they had a nice run from matt stafford last year but he that he's you know all throughout camp and even earlier than camp this summer he was facing injury questions about his arm yeah Um, they've got you know cam Akers coming off that achilles tear He'd be the first running back to ever make a successful return from that specific injury. Um, you know, they they lost. Uh, did they lose like uh, Robert Woods? Yes. And um, you know, Beckham presumably will be there at some point. Allen Robinson. They thought, uh, I've heard people say Robinson's an upgrade from Woods. Yeah, I I don't know if I buy it. I mean, Allen Robinson now is you know. He's what he's probably on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I think I think he's pretty good, and this will be the first season in his career that he's had like an actual, like, competent quarterback, supposedly. He, he played with Mitch Trubisky. What do you mean, man? Yeah. So, do we want to talk about my hot Steelers take? Well, we'll, 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 we'll we, we haven't talked about the Eagles enough or the Steelers, but let's let's stick on the Rams. Are they? They're not going to win the division, then. No, I think they're not. I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, you know, I think Vaughn Miller was probably a huge loss for them, uh, and I think actually, you know, was a huge gain for the Bills on the edge and and made a difference on Thursday night. Yeah, and, and Wagner is not a replacement for Miller. No, no, not not in the least. Not they're not the not the same type of linebacker. So. So, okay, so we're saying the Rams are, let's see, they were over under at 10 and a half. You're, li- you're liking what? 
10, 10 and 7? Are they going to go to 11 and 6? No. No. I mean, and and uh, don't they and the Chiefs have like the hardest schedules people have ever seen? Let's let's uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Well, I know the Chiefs start the first eight games. They play teams that made the playoffs last year. So if the if if the Rams played the Bills as their AFC divisional crossover, right, that I don't think that. Uh, well, no, it looks like that might have been their 17th game. Let me. Um, um, yeah, no. it looks like. The, no, so the, the first, first the, place first place teams play each other, so. Well, not interdivisionally. So, the that. the um the Bills and Rams, you know, being an AFC team and an NFC team, wouldn't play each other except for now that I'm looking at the schedule. It's clear that that was the 17th game, which is odd in how they do it. I believe it is the um the team that finished the same spot as you. So like in a way you're right, but not I think the way that you were saying. Uh, but two years ago. So, right. it's, so it's so it's they a, play the NFC South, which feels like a lot of wins. And they play the AFC West. Which doesn't feel like a lot of wins. Figure yeah. they, they they sweep the Seahawks. Can can they go four and two in their division? Yes. And four and four in the two divisions we just said. That's eight. They lost on Thursday night. Eight and seven. That means there's two games I'm missing. Cowboys and uh, it looks like. It's in Panthers. No, no, they're playing the South, clearly. Oh, uh, Cowboys and I'll find it. Packers. Packers. Yeah. So they're in Green Bay December 19th. They host the Broncos on Christmas Day. They are, <clears throat> you can't see my air quotes, podcasting is a visual medium. Uh, they they visit the Chargers on New Year's Day. Right. First, that's right. They're the first team in the NFL since the Frankfurt somethings in 1927 to play 10 home games. Hmm. Or no. 10 games in their home stadium, I guess, is the right way to say it. Yeah, that's uh, that's nuts. Yeah, but anyway. It looks to me like 10 and 7 is the top end. Yeah, I mean, they got a trip to to New Orleans before Thanksgiving. They play the Chiefs the next week in Kansas City. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're throwing some dirt on the the Rams. Uh, So let's go east. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is king. I'm a little surprised he won the job. Well, I think um, I, I don't think it was a surprise that he won the job. The Steelers are not an organization that would draft a rookie quarterback and throw him in immediately. I mean, if you remember uh, back in 2004, the last time they had a rookie quarterback that was um, drafted in the first round, uh, the plan was for Roethlisberger to sit while 
uh, Tommy Maddox. Yeah, Tommy Maddox uh, started, and then you know he got hurt in the first or second week, and Roethlisberger ended up starting the rest of the season. And then you know from there, going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. uh, no, no, they lost in the AFC Championship game that first year. Uh, I was there. I remember it was about eight degrees, and and Tom Brady and the Patriots beat them by two touchdowns. Miserable. Yeah, um, I think Trubisky will be fine. I think there's reason to believe that his previous teams didn't really know how to properly use him. <laughs> um, you know, I so I think that uh, I think he'll be fine. That I that is the dream, anyway. Yeah. That well, that certainly the biggest problem for the Steelers is the pro is what was the problem last year uh, was one of the problems last year, which is the offensive line. Right. You know, the, the Steelers had a terrible offensive line in, you know, from like uh, probably 2009 through like 12 or 13. And Roethlisberger kept getting hurt. And then they started investing. You know, they drafted Marquise Pouncey in the first round. They drafted David DeCastro in the first round. They, they put a lot of a lot of draft capital into the offensive line. They're refusing to do that now. And they have, you know, like a, a third round pick from Illinois, Kendrick Green, second guy, second round uh, or a second year guy. He's probably going to be one of the starters. They signed J James Daniels from the Bears, I believe. Um, you know, it's they're not investing enough into into the offensive line. That could be the downfall. Um, but the other problem they had last year was the worst run defense in the league, which is a very un Steelers like thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they just had so many injuries along um, that 3-4 defensive alignment with, like, Tyson Alu-Alu got hurt and was out for the season. He's back. Um, Stefan Tuitt missed the whole season. Then he retired, so he's not back. But uh, I think that the there's reason to believe that the run defense has been fixed and will not be the worst in the league. And if that happens, you know, I mean, the Steelers already made the playoffs last year at 9-8. and eight. Um, Mike Tomlin never had a losing season. I think there's a reason that they can win 10 or 11 games. Yeah, well, that, that would be a bold call since our over and under is seven and a half. So yeah, you're, you're, I, you, you jumped on the over. I have not yet, but I am going to. Okay. Uh, I, I watch Mitch Trubisky play as much as a – Pennsylvania can who's a Bears fan can watch them and good luck with that is all I can say yeah um, no I understand why a Bears fan would say that yeah and and you know the Bears had a guy who was supposed to be a quarterback guru uh to uh make him a better quarterback and that did not work out so I'll repeat good luck with that so yeah. uh, I I I think they'll be better off when Pickett plays so uh, we'll, we'll see how long that takes, but, you know, I, I'm not at practice and I'm not, in, uh, you know, I'm not Mike Tomlin who you have to have a lot of respect for, for what he's, what he's done. But, uh, it's one of the craziest things in NFL, you know, talk or whatever, how much, uh, disrespect Mike Tomlin gets in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, you know, people want him fired after the first month of the season every year. And 
if he were fired, he'd probably, you know, it, this is unprecedented, but he'd probably be on some other team's sidelines the next week. Right. Yeah. Tomlin is, I would take him as a head coach in a heartbeat. Well, he would be an upgrade from anything you've had for years. So I can imagine you would. <laughs> uh, and I would take him too, because he'd be an upgrade from anything we maybe ever had. So, uh, I mean, is there, is there, Four head coaches that are better than him in the league? No. Not not based on his record. Not based on what you think. You know, people often claim the talent level of that team is. So, yeah. I mean, there are lots of guys who do less with more talent. Yeah, right. I agree. Well, uh, and I wouldn't – I'm, I'm going to go with Josh here. I think the division's kind of – mushy and it, so if they if they are happy you know as good as josh claims they are you know the division might be one with 10 and 7 again so it, it wouldn't shock me if if they or the browns put a 10 and 7 up and ended up winning the division i, I mean I, yeah we you were just talking about head coaches i'm i'm now thinking about this is the afc north the, I'm saying this out loud, so apologize if this sounds stupid, but is the AFC North the only division to have four head coaches that have won playoff games? God. You're asking for real thought. Yeah, I, I would not know the answer to that. Uh, so Kings Cliff hasn't won a, a, a playoff game, right? No. So the, the NFC West is out. Um, new head coaches in a bunch. Like, so obviously, like, yeah, I, I think there's a real possibility that that's true. Does it mean anything? <laughs> I, I think it does. I think that, the, that um, winning a playoff game in the NFL as a head coach when your shelf life, the average shelf life is so short, is something that is an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th I think that I, th I think it's uh, now I'm going to be thinking about this for a while because the like AFC West clearly Nathaniel Hackett's a brand new head coach. McDaniel's uh, McDaniel's did win a playoff game in Denver. I don't know. I, I I think it does matter. I think I think that's well. Uh, Staley Staley's never won one, right? Yeah. So you can eliminate that that division. All right. Okay. Who's the Browns coach? Kevin Stefanski. He won one in Pittsburgh two years ago. He didn't win. Well. Oh, that's right. They beat the Browns two years ago. Right. I, actually, I guess technically, if we uh, okay, so he was the head coach of the team. Did not coach that game, I believe, because he had COVID. You go, Josh. Th that's this is this is now now the trivia brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's let's finish up. We're we're over an hour in, and we're supposed to talk about. Over unders. Josh obviously is big on the Steelers at seven and a half going over. 
Uh, I think he's big on the Eagles over at nine and a half. What else we got? I I like the Bears under five and a half. Uh, See, I have them at six and a half. I have them at six and a half, yeah. Okay, I got to go back and look. at. I, I bought them at whatever it was on FanDuel at the time under, and I'm wondering what I got. But um, I like the Eagles under. <laughs> I, I like the Bengals under nine and a half. You like the Bengals under nine and a half? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I also like the Titans under nine and a half. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about the Titans, but the Titans might be uh, one of those teams that just come apart. Yeah. Uh, and let's just start, and I don't think we have to go much further than two players. Tannehill probably isn't going to recreate what he did two years ago. No. And it's not clear Henry will ever be the back he was, which they kind of need him the way they play to be the back he was. And uh, and A.J. Brown was a huge loss. And that's right, yes. They lost their top wide receiver and – I think the the rookie they brought in to replace him has looked good in camp, but that's looking good in camp and being a hundred receiver, hundred catch receiver is are two different things, especially with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Yeah, I I think I I like the Titans under nine and a half, and I wonder what um, I mean that division could be one with nine and eight. I, I was gonna say. Under eight, seven wins. No, somebody, somebody will at least be eight and nine. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I think the Colts are the team that will be, but like, certainly, it's not going to be the Texans. Certainly, it's not going to be the Jaguars. Oh, I, I, the Jaguars have been, uh, you know. uh, picking a lot of talented people for several years. And I think Peterson, speaking of winning playoff games, right? He's won a bunch. So uh, I think people think he knows what he's doing. So uh, I, I, I really do. I, I like the over on the Jags. Do they, do they think he knows what he's doing or are they comparing him knowing what he's doing to the absolute dumpster fire that occurred last year with Urban Meyer. Okay, I, I think I think it's, I, well, I think it's clear that he that Urban was a dumpster fire, but Peterson did win a Super Bowl, remember? And so yeah. I and and he got a lot of credit for winning a Super Bowl without a quality quarterback. Yeah, with a backup. Right. Uh, in the end, Foles won the Super Bowl, but you know. The guy the commanders are counting on and the Colts dumped was the guy who got them started that year. I think they were six or seven and oh when he got hurt. I, I mean, they had a real strong start. Yeah. So um, I, I think he's pretty good. Clearly a massive upgrade. And so I think them being at six and a half seems, seems low for both the talent they have, the schedule they have, and the coach they have. So, so talk to me about the rosy picture for the Jaguars. Like what, I, I understand all the things you just said, but like, 
what players make leaps for that to happen? Help me, John. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. So, uh, so the answer is it has to be that Trevor Lawrence plays like a number one draft pick, right? Well, that's that's part of it. Um, I gotta go back and look at their roster to kind of remember. Who last it is. year, last year Travis Etienne got hurt in camp and missed the whole season. Right. Um, so. uh, he need, he need, he needs to be the kind of back they think he can be. Agreed. Uh, well, they got Kirk from someplace, and he don't we think he's pretty good? Uh, I would say he was massively overpaid. Now he's overpaid, that, but is that does that he is not? They paid him as a number one receiver. He is not a number one. <laughs> now, okay, that that doesn't answer your question of whether he's good. Yeah, um, well. You know, he had 77 catches last year. So, uh, he's. I yeah, I, I think I don't uh, believe in him. You, you, you don't you don't think he's an upgrade from what they had? Uh, upgrade from what they had. You know, I mean, they like so they got rid of DJ Chark, right? Like he had a nice moment. Um. And they moved on from LaVisca Chenault. Felt like they never figured out how to use him. Uh, he's now with the Panthers. DJ Chark with the, the Lions. Uh, we haven't even talked about Hard Knocks. The Lions. You guys watch Hard Knocks? No. No. Oh, it was the best season in a while this year. The Lions were I heard, great. I heard it was highly entertaining. Oh, yeah. It was great. And uh, I... I I mean, they had a lot of respect for Dan Campbell as a head coach. Like, he comes off pretty crazy in the media, and he is pretty crazy watching Hard Knocks, but, like, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, well, given my position on the Bears, uh, Lions six and a half feels like an over to me. Yeah, I, I think that that uh, – I mean, besides the fact that they're the Lions, right? Like <laughs> – well, and if I I don't I did not memorize what we did in wins pool, but I my impression when it happened was they seemed to have more value than six and a half where they got picked in our wins pool. You know who took them? No, see, I, did I not just say I didn't remember? <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, I apparently I took them. Uh relatively early well based yeah 23rd or so i think well yeah that's given that they're six and a half you're not picking 23rd aren't you hoping to get somebody who's an eight or a nine at least well so there there are eight teams including the lions that are picked at six and a half or under they're the, you know that their over unders are six and a half or lower so picking 23rd, I guess there's one team I could have gotten, you know, in theory, before the Lions. I think it was either the Giants or the Commanders. And, yeah, I, I think, like, without looking at schedules, I think I like the Lions better than the Giants and the Commanders. Well, 
Uh, I got the Patriots at 22, and they are eight and a half. Commanders and the Giants and the Steelers. You could have had the Steelers, couldn't you? No. Uh, I mean, now you're going to make me go look for the actual list. Because I don't think you got the Patriots at 22. I did. Well, I, I marked down your third team as the, uh, which would be your 22nd pick, uh, as the Browns. Yeah. Okay. They're at eight and a half, too. Um, but, but I think you picked. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, I got I got them backwards, but they're both eight and a half. So you, you took the uh, Patriots at uh, 19. Dave, so Dave Dorneman took the Steelers at 21. You took the Browns at 22. I took the Lions at 23. And then after the Lions went Panthers, Bears, Commanders, uh, okay. Jags, Seahawks, or Seabags, uh, G-Men, and Texans. So, yeah, I don't think there's – I think that the Lions were the best team I could have picked there. Well, the best team when you reject the fact that Giants and the Commanders both have higher over under numbers. You 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 you're you're figuring it's the best team because you think they're better than the Commanders or the Giants will be. Correct. All right. John, what do you think? I I'm, I agree with that. Okay. Um uh, uh, will the Lions make the playoffs for the first time in decades? No. no. <laughs> so, you think they're going to win nine games, but that's not going to be good enough? No, I don't know if they're going to win nine. Oh, okay. Well, I just think, I, I mean, what they're over under is six, six and a half? Yeah. Yeah, so I would go over, but, um, I, yeah, I mean, so the thing is, you know, the, the big elephant, giant elephant in the room is all of this is predicated on Jared Goff. Right. And I would rather it not be predicated on Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff uh, led a team to the Super Bowl three three years ago now, right? He did. Yeah. Maybe four? No, maybe uh, they played the Chiefs, and the Chiefs won, right? They played the Patriots. The Pats won maybe the worst Super Bowl of my lifetime, 10-3. to 3. That was Brady's last one with that the Patriots. Right. right. That right, yeah. So 2019? I think it was 2019... But then did the Chiefs win in 2018? No, you've got. I, I think you need to back up another. Well, do you? Chiefs came back the next year and won. Anyway, so he he's led a team to the Super Bowl, which I think means he can't be so bad. But he's stopped throwing the ball downfield. He seems to be in this. I need to throw it five yards quick mode, and that's that doesn't work in the NFL. Uh, so it was so, the 2018 season, 20 February of 19, New England 13, Jared Goff led Rams three. Yeah, and that was the beginning of the talk that he shouldn't be the quarterback because they didn't score enough points in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. I mean, they got rid of him shortly, you know, I mean, next year they played with him, but got rid of him after that didn't, or no, was it two whole years? Jeez. Yeah. Well, one's COVID year. So. Yeah. The COVID year looks like that was, um, that was Brady and the Bucks beating the Chiefs 31 to nine. Oh, I took a bath on that bet. Yeah. I'm just remembering. I think I, I emptied. I, I didn't empty a, a savings account, but I went into a savings account to bet on that uh, on the the money line at halftime when they were down like sixteen to nine or something like that. Did not yeah. turn out well. Well, it's it's good to know. John. Uh, you, you have any ugly stories like that? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound like he does? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Well, that's all right. John John doesn't admit to betting. So, um, that's on right. Podcast. Um, that's his. Yes, uh, the Lions will. A lot of people like the Lions. I want to also say I've heard people, pros, uh, claim that the Vikings will be closer to the Packers than they've been, if not uh, win the division. And I guess they're playing the first weekend. Which should be an indicator, huh? Yeah, that so that's another one of these road dogs where um, the Packers are giving one and a half in Minneapolis. Oh, I thought it was the other way. No, uh, so on pigs, you know, I freeze the lines with pigskin on Thursday. Um, you know, that's that's my most recent knowledge of it. So yeah, it says one and a half on ESPN. Green Bay minus one and a half. That, uh, you know, I, I stayed away from that. I just don't know what to expect out of, of either of those teams. Yeah, I don't think the Packers will be as good as they've been. With, it's hard to believe they're going to replace Devontae Adams and yeah, not, not miss a beat because he's about as good a wide receiver as there is, right? Yeah, and I think the Packers usually have one or two absolute stink bombs in, in September. Um, like, am I uh, am I remembering correctly that they lost to the Jaguars last year in Week One? Um, uh, rings a bell. Yeah, they had a they had a really bad loss last year early, and I can't remember which one it was. I'm looking it up. Oh, it well, was the uh, the first game of the season. They so it was this is right. It was against the Saints, and that game was moved to – I think it was moved to Jacksonville because of weather issues, you know, hurricane-related things. And they lost 38-3. to That's a pretty bad beat. Uh, Vikings have a new coach, but traditionally those teams pretty much split home and home. Yeah, their, their new head coach came from where? Kevin O'Connell, is it? Uh, is he a 49ers? Am I remembering right? No. Was he the Rams offensive coordinator? Uh, that, that sounds right. Yeah, that's, that's where he came from. But that, the point here I'm trying to make is it's hard. Like you said, it's hard to figure the game out because of some major factors that might make a difference that you just don't know the answer to. Which is true of week one here, obvious, Steve. True of week one in the NFL every year, right? Yeah. 
some guys turn out to be whiz band coaches and some guys are duds, which pretty much you can say about every Giants coach going back. I don't know how far. Yeah, that is so, certainly true. Okay, so we got a couple picks for this week. John, what's your hot pick in the NFL this week? Hot pick NFL. I, I like the Cowboys to cover. Two and a half. Fair, fair enough. At home, getting points. Uh, a home dog, always tasty, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears covered either. Oh, that's funny. I, I went the other way. I, I had the Niners in, in Big Skin Mania. Oof. Niners, what are they, minus a touchdown? Yep. Man, I, I hate those seven-point spreads. <laughs> You'd rather have the hook, huh? Yeah. You know, either way. So, my – um. Let me ask a question first. Do people ever fast forward through the, let me check the timer, first hour and 24 minutes of the podcast to get to this part where we talk about picks? Uh, maybe if I put it in the header, why? Well, because everything I'm about to say with my mania pick um, flies in the face of what I said maybe 20 minutes ago. Uh, oh, okay. Well, you're doing a Stephen A. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so I am known among some of my friends who uh, do pigskin mania with us. Uh, and fantasy baseball buddies. I am known as Troll Daddy because I like to be contrarian sometimes. Yeah. I uh, so I called this, I called week two in pigskin uh, Troll Daddy's Revenge. And I am trolling myself with my first uh, pigskin pick, which is taking the Bengals minus six and a half over the Steelers. Oh, that's funny. I, I took in pigskin, I took the Steelers in the points. Yeah, that uh, so actually that's probably pretty good for you picking uh, opposite of me. I, I kind of wanted to go with the Lions as a home dog, uh, getting four from the Eagles. Um, you know, four is an odd number. It's up to five now. I, I've got it at five. Right, Pigskin has it at four. That's that's what I was saying. Like, I, I, I just sit there and look at the Pigskin lines all week. Um, mm. And uh, so it's frozen at four. So when you say you look at the pigskin lines, then you go over to whoever they use as betting line because it's not on the pigskin site till Thursday. Right, I couldn't get the load all week, so I I ended up yeah. Well, of course I don't care about half a point. You know, Steelers, Bengals, six and a half, seven isn't going to make me switch my pick to something. And what's going to be better for half a point? Is my theory. Well, if you're on the Steelers side, nothing. If you're right. on the Bengals side, that six and a half is pretty important. Right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the seven is. Uh, but but on the other hand, okay, I understand why the half's important if you're betting it and you're kind of betting it. But this is about the five best picks you could make in a week. Is half a point going to change your mind about this being one of the five best picks of the week? Is there something is it that close with something else? Yeah. I, I mean, I am, I think I'm pretty bad at picking the NFL against the spread. And so, um, but you know, like I said, like, I, I don't know. I am always picking two NFL games and three college games as much as possible in pigskin. Yeah. Um, 
I don't I don't trust the Broncos winning no. by seven on the road, even no. if it is the Seahawks. Uh, I certainly don't trust the Cowboys to to cover that spread. Now, I don't think that it's impossible, right? Like, I'm, I don't think – that's the problem. None of these are impossible in the NFL. No. Um, so, like, the, the game of the week, I'm sure we all picked the Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers uh, giving three. You guys go. I like the Chargers. Uh, I didn't pick it. No, why not? Was I supposed to? What's the game of the week? I did not. See, I did not see that. Yeah. It's, so the game of the week is always on the front page, and that's a half point bonus if you get it right, or minus a half point if you get it wrong. So that's the the only way that you can get the sixty dollar. Oh, this, this explains the half points. Yeah. So <laughs> there are five games that you pick. And one of them, it, you don't have to pick the special, but if you pick the special. Okay. And you, you know, there's nobody who cares about this except the three of us. But, but I'm explaining it to you so that you do it correctly and you resubmit. Well, your I, picks I get you, it. I get it. Okay. Uh, do you pick a lock? No. Uh, so the I, way to get. What did you guys just say about the Chargers Raiders game? It's minus three and a half. Chargers. I know it. I know it is. Uh, wow. I think I had to take Raiders at three and a half. I went with the Chargers. And what did you say, John? He said I went with the Chargers also. Okay. I mean, more than a field goal feels like a lot. It, uh, I I understand why. I also think the Raiders could be pretty bad this year. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I I do know that they everybody says they're a playoff team last year. Yes, but it's a miracle that they were based on the close games they played and pulled out and various other things that bounced just their way. So, uh, Steve, what's okay. your? Oh, is it obvious, Steve? No, no, that's somebody else, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for laughing, John. I thought I deserved more than that. <laughs> I, I, I probably would have laughed if I knew whether you were being facetious or not. I'm, I, I'm still not entirely sure. <laughs> so, so you, so you are obviously, I, obviously, yes. And you, you. So I'm looking at this. You had a half point last week. How did I have a half point? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, what was <laughs> the game you last had? week? What did we have? Notre Dame State was the special. Yeah. Okay. So, John, John, what's your name in? in uh... Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. So I accused you of being Dodson, and you said uh, you didn't think that was you. Well, did it have points? Yes. I didn't make any picks. Oh, okay. That wasn't you then. So what's so... yours, Josh? Uh... Keep that confidential. Oh, so we, we, we're not going. We're not going. We don't uh, know what you've done. How do all my, your friends know if, you, if you've kept it a confidential sort of? My my name is uh, Potent Potables. Uh, okay. 
and John will have to figure his out. You know Sean's? Uh, yeah, Sean is go Irish some number. Oh, shocker. So here's what. Yeah, I looked for domers and stuff like that, but I didn't. Yeah, okay. So you did pick a lock last week, Steve. You picked Tulsa as your lock. Yeah, and that, went, they, that went well. And they lost, so that's why you had a half point. You got Arkansas and missed all the others. Illinois, yeah. that was a bad beat. I, I know. Thank you. Yeah, I almost. I, I, you it. know, I, I really, I really had a certain amount of, uh, you know, scar tissue had already scab was already there, but thank you. Yeah, for it, ripping it that right off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why else would you have me on? Um. <laughs> all right. Obviously. Okay. We're 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 over an hour and a half in. Anybody have anything interesting to say? Yeah, shout out to Mark Cloud. I know he listens. Yeah, Mark. Mark will probably listen to this one. Uh, Mark, Mark uh, who does way too much research. Uh, but anyway, uh, and it's eleven thirty. Uh, I hope we we have our Yahoo picks in. Yep, I'm in. Noon game is an interesting interesting pick. Uh, Southern Miss was someplace getting twenty some points. Eesh. Yeah, well, you know, we're betting against the line. They are at Miami getting 24 and a half. Yeah, I like Miami there. Yeah, I did not. I've heard people people in college betting podcasts talk about uh, how you ought to pay attention. Southern Mississippi might make you money this year. So I'm trying that for a moment. I would not <laughs> well clearly not yeah so yeah uh no actually the 12 o'clock slate's not bad if you um you know arkansas hosting south carolina is an interesting game to me um spencer rattler going on the road in his first sec start yeah. um, i think uh obviously alabama texas um which isn't be- going to be a good game but okay it might be interesting for the first five minutes all right. I, I took the Gamecocks, which might surprise you all, but it was it seemed like a lot of points in an SEC game. Yeah. I, I like Arkansas to win, but I, I eight and a half. Seems like a lot. Seem, seems like you got to have a lot better team than the other team to do that to them. And, mm-hmm. and I think they're both like uh, seven and five-ish teams, maybe eight and four-ish teams six and six ish teams. So yeah, eight and a half would seem to say that Arkansas is a couple games better and they're not, I don't think, but we'll see the game, right? Yeah. Right. 24 minutes from now. John, John got anything else? Nope. I think, I think we're good for the week. So, so John is IU winning today. I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Okay, uh, against the, the Idaho team that Josh was uh, dissing Wazoo for not beating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So go go IU. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for this. It was fun. Uh, and uh, if anybody ever remembers what we just did, they'll either razz us or, well, well, they'll razz us because nobody will praise us if we got it right, right? That's right. We'll, Down on that. That's obvious. 
Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Good week, guys. Yep. Have a good Have a good weekend. You too. All Thanks. Right. Yeah. Bye. Yep. Bye.